serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and the two, not one, but two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, we're keeping our eye on the destructive path that Hurricane Ian has taken. Because it's a hurricane again. It's amazing. So it hit at a Cat 4, and it was almost a Category 5. Yes. Okay. Hey, wise man, what did you say was the fifth? Uh, you say it was like the or no, I think Becky Lynn yeah, said they, it. Yesterday I saw a report that forecasters say it's the fifth strongest storm to hit the continental U.S. Strong, gosh. So then it broke into, of course, a tropical storm, which is what hurricanes turn into. Yeah. And now it's back to being a Category 1 hurricane. Because once it got back out of the ocean, it picked up the heat, and then it started to get, you know... Ugly. Did you see the uh, the guys that you know they go up there and fly in it? You know the, the 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 man. Those guys do it all the time. They fly into hurricanes and bad storms, and they're taking all the data. And you know they're they're used to getting tossed around. The looks on their faces at some of this was sheer terror. And they said, "We've never been anything like this. We've never seen this much lightning." And you know when you see some of these people have done hundreds of these, and they have that look of they just turned sheet white and just like all the blood ran out of their face. It was. Ugh, horrific. Listen to this story. There is a woman named Renee Smith, and she had to care for her husband during the hurricane. And so she's doing this. She's talking about how she had to care for her husband. Uh, She's outside of her house. It's still standing. Uh, She's doing an interview. But... I, I, you want to talk about terrifying. Listen to what Renee had to go through. Uh, Listen to this. Where did you ride the storm out? I hid under the kitchen table. Under the table? Yeah. That's nothing Yeah, compared to what you're about to hear. Nothing. I mean, can you imagine being under a kitchen table and trying to ride out a hurricane for 48 hours? I made kind of a fort with pillows and blankets, and I hid under the table. But before I hid, I had to protect my husband. Okay. So... What what does she mean by I have to protect my husband? And let's explain. Your husband Kevin, yeah. uh, no, is, Christopher. Uh, Christopher, sorry. Yeah. Your husband Christopher, he's paralyzed from the chest down. Yeah, he has um, metastatic prostate cancer that has metastasized to his spine. And, that, and this and that, week he became paralyzed, and he was at the hospital, but they released him to come home. So, so how did you protect him, and what was that like? It was terrifying. I took some blankets and I put holes in them with a scissors. And I zip tied them to the hospital bed, and then I took a big tarpaulin that had grommets, and I zip tied that over it. And then- oh my gosh, her husband can't move a muscle. How old is she? Um, I would, would say, say sixty-five, maybe. Yeah, that's a question. You had nobody that you could call. Knowing, I mean, let's be—it was coming for a few days. It's, it's not like a uh, earthquake, right? Where you go to bed and yeah, we always joke when I was, you know, oh, it's earthquake weather because it'll get kind of weird. But it, you kind of knew it was coming, and that's the thing, you know. So many of these people we talk about—people stay back, the, the you know, the parties and stuff. But some people, you don't check on your neighbors, or you don't have they anyone. Don't people don't sometimes? God. I can totally see where she would be by herself. Which is sad. Well, I, I almost think that she thought her husband would stay in the hospital. And that's where they dried the hurricane out. But they let him go. They let it. They released him. And he just him. became paralyzed. Is yeah. that what she said? Yeah, yeah I believe she yeah. did. So she zip tied him to the bed, right? Yeah. Oh, 
So well, how did you protect him and what was that like? It was terrifying. I took some blankets and I put holes in them with the scissors and I zip tied them to the hospital bed and then I took a big tarpaulin that had grommets and I zip tied that over it and then I put pillows in plastic bags and I duct taped them to the top of the, the uh, sideboard and then I put pillows between the sideboard and the window because I didn't want him to, to get cut up to death if the window blew in and then I put a life jacket on him so that if, if the water came he wouldn't drown. Oh God. My God. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. He would float. Uh, quite an ordeal for you to go through that. I mean, it's, but I don't want him to die. No, no, of course. And and he's 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 okay, right? He's alive. He's he's traumatized, but he's alive. He was supposed to have radiation on his spine on Wednesday, and that might have helped him to maybe walk again. Yeah, I think uh, here's the moral of the story. If you think you have a bad day, yeah. If you think you're going through a rough time, and you very well may, um, but I, 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 it's more of if you if you were annoyed by something today you and i get annoyed by these little stupid things and perspective then you then you hear this and you're like wow that definitely puts it into perspective but you, you know what else puts it into perspective hmm. I, I would have walked next door i mean i'm weird I, again different generation i guess i would have walked next door so we, there's no way we can let her and her husband in here you know, i by agree themselves. I mean, where was any there? There's no decent people where you live that knows what you're going through. Maybe they don't, man. I or don't know. they let her, them out and they had nowhere to get you know, the other thing. Some of the people that end up staying, they were talking to come. They don't have the money to leave. They don't have cars. Well, we've heard that. You know, for sure. and, and, you know, so it's it, it's but you, you go check on just like when the heat comes or horrific winters, you check on the neighbor next door, especially if you live in, in, a, in a bigger city and you're not, you know, 12 miles away from somebody. Check on them. The first house I ever bought, um, there was a neighbor two doors down, and it was the middle of the summer. And one of the other neighbors had said, "Yeah, they, their AC, you know, went out." And we were in the middle of a heat wave. And I'm like, "What do you mean their AC went out?" And they they got no air, and it was it was 116 every day for a week. And I'm like, "Well, what are they doing? They're sitting in the house." Oh. Go, what do you mean they're sitting in the house? And so back then I was younger. I didn't really know many of the neighbors and didn't go out of my, but I went, I knocked on the door and I said, Hey, I'm two doors down. You could just like, it was hotter inside than it was outside. And I'm like, you guys can't stay here. And they were old, by the way, oh. they were old. I don't know if they had any help or anything, but they were old. And I said, I think I went there in the morning because I'd heard about it. And I said, you got to go and sit in my house for the rest of the day. I'm going to work. No, we can't. do. I go, no, I'm not. No, I'm not thinking no for an answer. I don't know these people, but they're old. They're not going to get to rip the joint off. Right. Yeah. And you kind of know where off. they live. They're so. right next. So I, I, I had to drag them out of the house and just say, listen, just go sit, go sit on the couch and watch television. Uh, and so that's what they did. And, and I just don't, like, Chad, back to your point, it's just not that hard. No. It's not that hard to do that. When uh, uh, a family friend lived next door, it wasn't even a family friend, they moved in, and uh, Billy was her name, a sweet lady. She had MS. She had really bad. She was in a wheelchair. I mean, she couldn't move or do anything and stuff. And, you know, her husband would be gone working, and the kids were always out. There was an earthquake. If there was something, I'd run next door. I'd go right into the house and check on Billy. You know, it got to the point where they would call us and say, hey, Chad, can you go over and, you know, change the channel? Billy wants to, you know, but we would check even if we didn't, you know, it was 
you, you should, we just don't know our neighbors. We talked about that third, you know, where's the third place? We don't even right. know our neighbors. We no. don't need a third place. No. I, you know, you, we talk about the story I just said. I can't believe you invited somebody into your house. I know. I'm sitting here going, that's amazing. I got to tell you, it helped that they were old. Okay? I was just going to say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, it this. helped it's, that they were a bunch of geezers, okay? It's I, making him uncomfortable. Uh, he's looking back. He's like, oh, my God. Whether, you know, but the no, fact I mean, that you did that was... What we should do. It's what we should do. Yeah. But it's funny, though, because, you know, that was a while ago. You know, my wife and I have been married almost 10 years now. We're in our house almost 10 years. And, like, in the first three weeks, I get a phone call from her. She's like, hey, we're going to meet up with the neighbors. And I go, why are we doing that? Honestly. What? I, why? I, I don't want to really do that. Now they're some of our best friends. See? Yeah, no, and well, I didn't know any better. I mean, who am I? I just got married. I'd never been married before. And she's like, we need to know our neighbors. And I'm like, I don't think we do. And she's like, yes, we need to. And now that you would not like our neighbors. I would not like your neighbors. Surrounded by giant Kerry Lake flags everywhere. I would not like your neighbors. You're right. <laughs> you know, Barry Markson, our good friend, the, the attorney slash talk shows. Every, last time he's here, but every time he's here, I'm like, what do you know? He's like, I got to order a bunch of food. You know, every Friday night we have a big get together. We, we cordon off our, our, our area and, uh, we smoke cigars and we all eat food and it's my week to buy. And it is on a cul-de-sac or something. I thought, yeah. wow, that's like sounds old school. That's yeah. We used to fun. do that in the first, in the first uh, place we bought a house. We do everybody in that hood and we would come out and sit in driveways or somebody would sneak in and get in your pool or we'd have dinner parties at it was a blast moral of the story you've got a woman in florida her name is renee smith she had to zip tie her poor husband who was paralyzed from the chest down had to zip tie him to the bed so he wouldn't float away and nobody checked with her so here's the moral of the story Go check on your neighbors. Yeah. Go check on uh, go check on somebody. A little high Anybody. every now and then just reminds them that they're not alone. That's it. Too. That's it. That's the moral of the story. All right. Coming up next. Um, oh, North Korea is our new BFF. About time. North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, Trump started working on it. And now that it sounds like it's, it's really going to plan. North Korea is our new BFF. Uh, I know that's not the case, but we'll tell you why we're going to talk about that coming up on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Stevie Nicks, heading to the auction pavilion next Thursday. There was Vanessa Carlton, so a week from today. Tickets on sale still, not many left, but you have a chance to win by visiting the contest page at KTR.com. Pair for you. Uh, here's what Joe Biden said yesterday. And I want to thank all of you here, for, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, well done, Senator Booker, well Representative Booker. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? What? Who? What? Where is Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Where is Jackie? Uh, Jackie died Jackie's in August. Dead. Yep. With two of her people that worked for her in a head-on collision, yeah. she will not be joining us. Eh, someone probably should have told them that. So why did we play that? It's just Gaff Central at the White House. Yeah. That, I, I know that he's getting a lot of flack for that. That I can understand. I don't know if the president's supposed to know every single person, okay? So one of his people should have said, hey, and also on the legislation is this woman. But he but didn't she's ask dead. anybody else to stand up. I don't know. I think he's reading down the list. This, what we're about to play, 
This is just sad. And by the way, we're now pathetic. exporting. We're, we're exporting our insanity. <laughs> and the beauty of this is this person is a heartbeat away because that person, well, he's his well, his but, pass by date is coming gone. Uh, Vice President Harris said this today. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Excuse me? What was that? So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Uh, mm, mm. I don't think she meant to say that. I'm hoping she didn't. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Not really. We're at, we don't like them and they don't like us. You are at the demilitarized zone. You do recognize <laughs> they call it that for a reason. Uh. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. So what, she's supposed to say South Korea? Uh, what is she supposed to say there? I Probably South Korea, <laughs> probably. I'm thinking. But you think, here's the da- thing. You got one job, right? You're giving a little speech. Yeah. And how many times have we said this? You know her people tell her, look, stay on script. Don't do anything. That you think that you, if you start to get like, I'm feeling good, don't, 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 don't laugh. And you know, when she's finished too, she always thinks, God, nailed it again. Well, she definitely intended to refer to South Korea. There's no question about it. That's obvious. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's no, yeah, we that's don't obvious. Have any alliance. But no. yeah, yeah, but again, Trump was like, I've been telling everyone I've been <laughs> friends with North Korea for a long time. I understand that anybody can make a mistake. I understand that anybody can misspeak. It's we do it all the time. The time, though. You, you can't do it on this one. Uh, you know, all you have to do is say South Korea. That's it's it. All the time, though. Every t- every day, there's a new. Shouldn't get it right. No, every day, and it. Oh, I always feel like this too. Whenever you listen to her, she has no idea what she's talking about. Like it's the first time she's heard or read any of these things, and at the same time, she comes across as snooty. A little bit. And I thought we were snarky. <laughs> hey, you want to be snarky? I love it. Why don't we be snarky uh, during uh, Becky Lynn's newscast? Let's do it. It's almost 3.30. It's time for us to hold up her headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. Oh, it's 3.30. You know what that means. Time for us, Chad, to hold up the headlines. Hold up. And with those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. And here's our top story. Some harrowing stories of survival as Hurricane Ian came ashore near Fort Myers, Florida yesterday. Thinking that storm would hit further north, Bruce Bamel, who spent a decade in the Navy, woke up in a completely flooded bedroom. He tells ABC's chief meteorologist Ginger Z he escaped onto the roof of his home and was stranded for more than five hours with no clothing. Did you have a life preserver on? Like, what were you... I was as naked as the day I was born. What had weakened a tropical storm, Ian, now over the Atlantic again after crossing through Florida, has become a Category 1 hurricane again. It's expected to head north toward Georgia and the Carolinas. Meanwhile, members of the Phoenix Fire Department could be making their way to Florida. In response to the destruction from Ian, Arizona's Task Force 1 is one of FEMA's 28 urban search and rescue teams. And if called upon, a crew of about 50 will assist with search and rescue. 
rescue, hazmat response, and medical support. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right, so we got a guy who's naked on the top of his roof. They We're found, hearing. I like how they found the Florida man in Florida. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I saw the hurricane coming. I thought it was best I'd be naked. But we're starting to hear those stories now. Yeah. We're starting to hear, okay, a guy is in his bed and water is in his bedroom. He's got to climb up to the roof. We just did a story a few minutes ago. There was a woman, a poor woman in her, in her late 60s had to zip tie her husband to a bed. Why? Because he couldn't move a muscle. He's ill. She had to zip tie him to a bed. Yeah. This is crazy. And so I just saw something they're saying that maybe this could be the most deadliest hurricane in Florida history. Yeah, because, you know, and they don't know. I heard one sheriff say, oh, it's well into the hundreds of deaths just here. Oh, gosh. Because they know they've only reported 14 or or 15, I think. Oh, gosh. This this is But remember, they said there was 40,000 with Katrina. And then when all was said and done, it ended up being like 500 or so, 600. It was still bad, but it wasn't 40,000. All right, we're holding up the headlines. The state's top lawyer is seeking the governor's help to resolve the abortion law confusion. In the letter, Arizona. Attorney General Mark Burnovich is asking Governor Doug Ducey to call for a special legislative session to provide clarity over which abortion law is in effect, the 15-week ban or the free statehood near-total ban. Governor Ducey was previously asked about this on the Mike Broomhead Show. There's going to be a challenge, whether it's the 1901 law or the law that I signed in this past session, and I'm going to leave that up to the courts. The governor's office confirms to KTAR it received the letter from Burnovich and is reviewing it. Grisel, the Satino KTAR News. Here's what I want to know. We weren't a state. Hell, we weren't even a territory in one of these things, I think. A very little bit of it. Some of it into New Mexico. We, why aren't we going back to laws, you know, all the time from these days? I mean, shouldn't this count as we're a state now and this is it? Yeah. In 1854, is that, that's the year we're using? Is that, is 1854? This is what we're going back to. We're going back to something that was used in 1854. Well, we were not a state. So well, is there something that... else back there that maybe we could use in today's <laughs> world? Well, doesn't it make it unconstitutional that yeah, if we weren't I mean, a state? we're not a state. And by the way, Bernovich, what, what is the legislative session going to do? You have to, Don't you have to let the courts decide anyway? Yeah. So well, I mean, Everything Bernovich, ends up in the courts. We already know that. He's on borrowed time. And he just, you know, I don't know what he's thinking. But I'm probably with Ducey on that one. I'll let, this, I'll let the courts figure it out, and hopefully they'll do it soon. Holding up the headlines. KTAR Eyes on Education. Materials in your child's school may no longer contain sexual content under a new law that went into effect over the weekend. State Representative Jake Hoffman introduced this bill behind the new law. We've gone to great lengths to make sure that even those that might contain what could be considered on a gray area, they can still be taught. They just need to have parents informed. And he explains there are exceptions for certain materials, including those used for artistic and scientific value. But even then, parental consent is needed. Opponents question how this will be enforced and worry that it's going to add an extra burden on already stressed out teachers. How about, uh, you know, if you're a teacher and you're like, man, there's a lot of porn in this, maybe I shouldn't teach it. That should be pretty simple. And when I was a kid, if we had to do sex ed and all this stuff, we had to get a parental consent anyways. I don't know what's in the libraries now except for Narcam. So, uh. Which is actually true. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I we don't like have rated, see- we don't have rated R sections or rated X sections in our kids' library. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to, like to hope that there's none of those things, you know? Because yeah. if there is, then you need to take those out. I bet you they didn't get rid of one book. No. You really think again? Well, we got all these sex books that are in the library that are that are six year olds are reading. That's a bunch of crap. 
That's not happening. Yeah, if you go to the library to kids' school and you're like, hey, the Karma Sutra's here, then maybe we need to have a discussion about some. We're holding stuff. up the headlines. Arizona is going to have the lowest flat tax rate in the country, 2.5%, starting in the 2023 tax year. Now, this flat tax plan was scheduled to be implemented in 2024, but it was moved up because the state's general funds surpassed the necessary threshold. According to the governor's office, this plan will cut income taxes by 13%, or about $340 for the average taxpayer. I don't know about you, but I want to pay more taxes. I'm just kidding. Nobody wants to pay, more, wants taxes. To pay more taxes. I understand that. I understand that that you know we we need to pay teachers. We need to figure out our schools and all that stuff, and that does come from tax, you know, taxpayer money. But Arizona is like you know is like this. We 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 enjoy low taxes. That's what we do here. That's what our governor has done. I think Ducey's done a pretty good job on that. Again, like everything, whether it's you, you know, uh, why am I why you put on so much weight? It's because you're probably eating too many calories. You know, why why are we always in trouble and can't pay everybody? It's because we're spending too much on things that don't work and we don't need to do. Spend it. the money smarter. There you go. Yeah. Don't start raising taxes. We're holding up the headlines. City of Tempe is gearing up to rename two streets and three parks. City manager Andrew Ching explains this comes after the city became aware the names were linked to the KKK. Right now, we're asking for residents to submit new names to us. We have a, a web page dedicated to that, which is tempe.gov forward slash forum. Ching adds the city made the decision to rename these streets and the parks as a way to reject the hateful beliefs of the Klan. You can submit your name suggestion through October 17th. They're just finding this out now, huh? I guess. Just yeah. recently. Yeah. Wow, that's, that is, in, I'm telling you, in a day when we check everything, I mean, you could drive down the street and you're like, it says Ocean Spring Street. We should check and see if it's uh, bad. That's the, uh, man, has two, I would change those names now. I, I know, I, I, used, I used to see a street, Robert E. Lee uh, Street in Central, not Central Phoenix, North Phoenix. Uh, I think they changed that. Mm-hmm, I think they um, did. But here's the thing. Okay, go ahead. Change, you know, you can change some of these streets. What are you going to do about inflation in Phoenix? Is there anything that you, shouldn't you be talking these about that a little bit These are the things they think more? they can get done and it makes everybody feel good. But again, inflation, what oh, are they going to do? Which, Nothing. Which, which city in the United States leads with high inflation? I, I'm sorry, which one is it? It's Phoenix. Okay. It's not that we're just blaming the, the, the mayor there, but... You know, well, maybe if they change this, the inflation will come down. All right. We're holding up the headlines. <laughs> New numbers show that it remains a great time to be looking for work. No signs of weakness in the labor market. Despite high inflation and the economic slowdown, the number of new unemployment claims fell by 16,000 in the week that ended September 24th. The number from the week prior was revised down by 4,000 people in the Labor Department's report. And these numbers suggest that employers are hanging on to their workers. Right now, they're nearly two job openings for every unemployed person. Brian Clark, ABC News. That will probably change next year when the recession hits. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just find that hard to believe. There's two job openings for every employee. And I read a statistic the other day that men, it's like the lowest level in history. We have like 7 million working-age men who just aren't even looking for jobs. What are they doing? That Living at home with mom and dad. Yeah. Well, that's mom and dad's fault. You got to kick the kid out of the Absolutely. house. Absolutely, that's what I would do, right, Becky Lynn? That's what you would do. Absolutely, yeah, kick yeah. That I, I still Rough don't under, don't understand that. That one just still is boggling my mind. I don't know how people are getting by. I, I, Stop no using idea. my AC. Stop eating my food and go get a job. <laughs> Look at that I would tough say. Guy right here. There you go. Absolutely. Go get a job, Junior. Holding up the, all right, that's holding up the headlines every day at three thirty. Becky Lynn reads the news. Skatos and Chad interrupt. React to the day's top stories with a little snark.
Snarkity snark. Snark. Snarkity snark. Uh, coming up next, Coolio's dead. It was uh, horrible last night. I love Coolio. Uh, you know, I interviewed him, and we found a piece of it. Oh. Uh, we're going to play that. Uh, plus, we've got uh, Midterm Mayhem. Mayhem. Katie Hobbs likes what she sees at the border. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I need a break. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. So yesterday we found out he passed away at the age of 59. There are some tunes, right? There's some music that brings you back in time. And Coolio, yeah. for me, is a guy I used to listen to, like, at the clubs in the 90s. Yep. I know that sounds weird coming from a 49-year-old's mouth. Yeah, I used to go to the clubs. Okay. Well, that's what I did. And this song was always playing. Uh, Coolio was always playing, and I was always a fan. Uh, and the, I just want to, real quick, about, f- what, about 15 years ago, I'm sitting right here, right? We're doing the afternoon show. And um, we had heard that uh, Coolio was coming to the state fair, right? Pablo was a state fair. And I'm like, hey, we got to get him on. And uh, somebody tipped off Coolio that we were talking about him. or uh, And we're, we're in the middle of a show, and he called in. I don't even think we booked him. I think he called in. And so I have a clip of this. Uh Gosh, because he was, that's when the State Fair had, you, they, that's when they had cool acts. Well, who they got? Who's at the State Fair? We got like fake Barry Manilow at the face. Super Diamond. We, Skin and Leonard. Skin, Skin and Leonard. Super Diamond. My goodness, Skin and Leonard. Yeah, so we're talking about Coolio and, you know, the hotline rings here at KTAR, and that's him. He's, he, somebody said that we were talking about him. That is so cool. And so here's my reaction. This is fi- about 15 years ago. That's all I had. <laughs> That's all we say. How could you guys not save the interview? Yet you, you got that was all I had. It, it was my reaction. I'm sitting here and they're like, dude, Coolio's online. And I'm like, no, he's not. And he was online. So that was my reaction. We didn't save any of the interview. What a terrible job we did. We didn't save any of the interview. We don't have his voice. We've got my stupid reaction. Here it is again. Do I sound young there? Do yes, I sound 15 years ago? It, it sounds like they haven't dropped yet, if you will. It's Coolio. Oh, they dropped by then. Come on, man. You had a little bit of a, a little bit of a Eastern, little East Coast accent in there as well. Let's hear it again. It's Coolio. Right? It's Coolio. All right. You know what I loved about Coolio? What's that? Never rapped like he enjoyed it. He never thought he was going to be a big-time rapper. He... Was had real bad drug problems after he moved to Compton, became a firefighter. Really? Yeah, he was a volunteer firefighter. Then he worked as a security officer, I think, at the airport. And then he became a, his hits came out when he was thirty plus years old. It's amazing. Which is you know nowadays these kids are like I've waited my whole life. You're you're eleven. You waited your whole life, <laughs> right? You're eleven and you have credit cards. Justin Bieber, you have a credit card, a Ferrari, and a monkey. You're eleven. No, not Coolio. And so 
Fantastic Voyage was a big hit, and then the biggest hit was is number one, which was uh, you know Gangster's Paradise. And I, I saw Michelle Pfeiffer like she tweeted out how amazing you know he was because that video. Remember the video? Sure. Of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's It was on the soundtrack of that movie she was on. Yeah, Dangerous yeah. Minds. Yeah, she yeah. was a teacher. She was a former marine and a teacher, and she's gonna go in there and get those kids and shape them up. True story, though. I didn't know much about his backups, his background until you you told me. They had so real, real quick, big, biggest issues. thing you saw from his the background of Coolio? Uh, how he, he fought hard with drugs. That was a big issue in his life. But he was always everybody I've always met him said he was a great guy, just a good dude. Yeah, and uh, he was as genuine as he gets. Six kids. They worked on it for forty five minutes yesterday. Oh, uh, fifty nine years old. All right. Coolio. Think about this. Betty White was 99. I know. He could have 40 more years bringing us Gangster's Paradise at fairs. Coming up next, Midterm Mayhem. Mayhem. Katie Hobbs likes what she, likes what she sees at the border. Oh, gosh. Look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live without you.